0: Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Chiefs post-game show victory party. I'm paraphrasing here, but in our pre-game show, I read a quote by the famous Marty Schottenheimer, who said, uh, paraphrasing, if you keep the game close with the Raiders into the fourth quarter they will eventually screw it up and you'll win anyway. And on the last play of the game on fourth and one, needing a first down two Raiders receivers ran into each other and fell down. Rest in peace, Marty. We know you're watching. You, we know you're watching from upstairs on that one, having a little chuckle. Let's cheers to Marty guys. Marty Schottenheimer toast brought to you by the Kansas city beer company. Give them a shout on Twitter at Casey beer co let them know you heard about their beer on our podcast. And dare to be different. You'll keep us in business. Fellas, mother of God, my heart is still beating through my chest because I thought for sure the Chiefs were in trouble. A little bit of a dicey second half. Uh, The Raiders, give the Raiders credit, man. They came to fight. They came to fight in this one. But the Chiefs overcame a lot of adversity, managed to pull it out. Let's do 50,000-foot views here. Uh, Bertram, why don't you kick us off?
1: I don't have a 50,000 foot view for you, but I will I will give you this. The Raiders, first of all, kudos to Hunter Renfro. He was the best Chiefs uh, corner all game. Yeah, And then also, one thing I wanted to point out, so I had a lot of issues with Spagnolo in this game, the way they played certain things. The last call of the game was his best call because – They had been getting killed by Jacobs all night. And credit the Raiders' offensive line tonight. I thought the Chiefs were going to smoke that offensive line. They couldn't do it. Um, Although, my God. By the way, that hold on Jones on the last drive. I mean, what did he have to do? Like climbing his jersey with him? But in any event, look. Spagnuolo on the last play of that game said it's fourth in a yard and a half. We're bringing everybody. And we're going to let you know we're bringing everybody. You're not running the football. If you're going to throw, you're going to throw. And they made him throw it. And Hunter Renfro made a great play to break it up. And she's won. But in in essence, look, everybody's going to get, you know, we're going to get into the details of this game. That's why we're here. The bottom line is they won. They won. And Flapjack is like four grand richer, by the way.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's a Flapjack. Way to go, Flapjack.
1: They won. I mean, the bottom line is they found a way to win the game. The defense, for all of its issues tonight, made a great stop in the two-point conversion, right, to hold them out. They did what they had to do to win. It wasn't pretty. They certainly could have played a hell of a lot better, but they won. And – they are 4-1 now, potentially getting Trent McDuffie back and getting ready for the biggest game of the season.
0: Sterling, thoughts on the game? First off,
1: earmuffs, kids.
3: Earmuffs. <laughs> fuck the Raiders and fuck the refs. My goodness. Th- those refs were horrendous on both sides. Out of the second half, they decided, you know what? Let's give the Chiefs all the calls, and then let's just decide. We have zero idea what pass interference is. Let's go ahead and have zero idea what a hold is. Didn't matter. Chiefs found a way to get it done. They couldn't stop Travis Kelsey. That's what it came down to. In the red zone, on goal line situations, the Raiders could not stop Travis Kelsey. Chiefs, in certain situations, could stop Josh Jacobs. Those are the two guys having the biggest factor in this game. Nick Bolton, give him all the credit in the world. That man was everywhere. Dude was getting me hyped up watching him tackle. But just in general, the Raiders could not stop Travis Kelsey. And to me, that was the biggest difference. That guy had a historic day four touchdowns, Mahomes counting on his hands. No, not for Troy Aikman, but we still got the one, two, three, four, Patty Patrick.
0: If uh, if you thought you were, as a Chiefs fan, upset and frustrated with the Chiefs' inability to cover Devontae Adams, that's probably nothing compared to what Raiders fans are feeling about Travis Kelsey right now. As Adam Best joins us, Adam, thoughts on the game, man? The Chiefs are frustrating
4: sometimes. They're like an apex predator, a lion who toys with the gazelle and we're just screaming at our TVs, eat the fucking gazelle, you know, letting them get up zero to seventeen or seventeen to zero. And I think the Chiefs need to be ready. The Raiders and the Broncos and the Chargers can look however they look when they're not playing the Chiefs in the division, but they're sick of getting big brothered, you know? They're gonna bring it every game. They're they've been embarrassed by the Chiefs. It's gotta be humiliating to have one team just possess a division like this, I thought MVS played great. I thought MVS, other than the one drop, MVS, Jarek McKinnon injected some much-needed juice into the offense, kind of got him going. Uh, So wanted to give a shout-out to those guys. Defensively, look, Josh Jacobs, good running back, pretty talented guy. He's not Brees Hall or Jonathan Taylor, though. And he racked up 154 yards. That's not going to cut it.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah, the Chiefs have been good against the run this year. Really good. And uh, this game, they they got snake bit a little bit.
4: Is that because they've been up, though, you think? Is that because they've
0: been leading so much? It certainly helped. I mean, it certainly helped. Flapjack, my man. Jeez, (laughs) Flapjack. (laughs) Woo!
1: Man's feeling good. Good for you, man. Thank you very much, by the way. (laughs) That is awesome. But good. Good Flat for you, man. Jack. You were the first person I thought of when they
0: scored their uh fourth touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to thank you to Flapjack. Thank you to CP uh also who says, can't believe KC survived with Brent with drinking pee. I'm confused. I don't know what that means. Um that's okay though. Appreciate the super chat. Um Teron Young uh also with the super chat. Time for RB ten to take one more. Uh, one more grown man's job thoughts, um, and then uh, in season, baby. Right, right, and then uh, Paul Desantis says games like these are going to give me a heart attack. Love the team and love you guys. We love you too, Paul and Flapjack, our man who I know is feeling good after he he put down uh, a thousand bucks on Mahomes to get that four touchdowns and Patty he was came doing through the, for the him. Sam Cassell
4: dance, you know? right? Yeah, it
0: really is. <laughs> um, love you, Flapjack. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, see in the Discord. Um, yeah, I mean, like you can look at this game a lot of ways, right? Uh, if you want to look at look at it pessimistically, you can be like, "Ah, oh, man, like some some questionable calls by the Chiefs, out of sync on offense at times, started slow, young the young secondary finally struggled, you know, mightily." And you can also look at it and be like, "By the way,
1: the, the, not to interrupt you, Devonte Adams on his way into the tunnel just." decked a guy with camera equipment. So that that's Ooh. not going to go over well at the NFL. Well,
0: it looks like he's not going to be playing next week.
1: <laughs> the guy 2 hands shiver and, and knocked him flat on his back. Oh, my back. God. Yeah. Um, Tough break. Geez.
0: The other way you can look at it is the Chiefs spotted the Raiders 17 points, and they still won the game.
1: Honestly, like how I look at it, the Chiefs played a really bad game by their standards for most of the first half. And the Raiders, to give them credit, look, we talked about it in the pregame show. What can the Chiefs not do? Take big penalties. They took a couple of big penalties. What can't they do? Give up explosive plays. We talked about that all week long. They gave up bombs down the field to Adams, right? We talked about all this stuff. We talked in the pregame show. Can't let them get you on the run game, right? Because then it makes everything else a lot easier and Carr's going to be on schedule. We talked about all this. Over and over, the Chiefs did none of it. We They they did not get a lot of pressure on Carr either, which I thought was really disappointing in this game. That That's a group up front that should be able to get more pressure. Now, look, they had two sacks. Carloftis, by the way, getting his first a half sack. I think it was changed to a sack for him. Darius Harris had a big sack. Chris Jones should have had a sack, so fair enough. But you know what? They won. Like, look, if we were watching this game, and this was Buffalo and New England, and New England did that to Buffalo, and Buffalo came back and won as the Chiefs did, you'd be like, who gives a shit that New England pushed? them?" Buffalo beat them. Like, it doesn't help us. Who cares? The Chiefs won the game. Do they have to play better? Yeah, they have to play better. But, you know, the NFL, how many games a year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl where we're like, geez, they could play better than that? Well, I mean, that's, that's football. Like, they're four and one. They won. You get credit when you win. You get blame when you lose. That's reality. They did enough, and they came back from 17 nothing down and put it on their ass and found a way to win. I give them a lot of credit for it.
3: I will say, Vertorim, I think you're not giving the Raiders at least slightly enough credit there. I think Devontae Adams had a great game. Derek Carr threw an absolute dime on that bomb. Brian Cook was out of position. A rookie mistake, two rookies on Devontae Adams was not enough. But still, give credit where credit's due. The Raiders had a game plan. Max Crosby dominated with Trey Smith out. I don't want to just say the Chiefs played horrible. They didn't have many turnovers. They had a couple of massive penalties go against them. But I don't want to 100% blame the refs because the refs did give KC a couple of opportunities later in the game, especially with the uh, the field goal, the missed yeah. field goal that turned. Yeah. So uh, let's let's just say how it was. The Raiders played a very, very good game. The Chiefs had yeah. their C game, but the A game of the Raiders couldn't beat the C game of Kansas City.
0: I just want to follow up on on what Verderam saw on the broadcast not to you know this is a chiefs podcast we're going to talk about the chiefs but I'm I'm looking at Twitter and and more than one person more than that noticed that Devontae Adams shoved a cameraman a crew member on his way into the locker room uh, I I haven't seen a video of it Never go full Dennis Rodman right <laughs> I, I haven't seen a video of it but he's going to get suspended for that Oh like, yeah, he's going to the game like, oh, like yeah. he's getting at least a game for that that's they might go harder on him than that, because that it's like it's one thing you know that you get in the fight with another guy in the field. You shoving a crew member—that's like that's beyond the line. Um, putting your hands on somebody who's there trying to do their job, work, a stadium worker. You know somebody's there for the broadcast. So just a heads up on on the Devonte Ambersons. We'll be we'll be keeping a look on Twitter to see if a video of that emerges. But uh, he's not going to be playing next week. I when he shocked. forced
4: his way out of Green Bay. I doubt he was thinking or envisioning a one-in-four Raiders team at this point. You know? No, but he should have. Like, Yeah, he should have, he have. not
0: seen so. the Raiders the last, like, three decades? This is what he saw. <laughs> this is what he saw.
3: Yeah, Tyreek Hill didn't go to Miami because they thought Miami was going to be better. Devontae Adams didn't go to the Raiders because they thought that was a better team.
4: In all <laughs> fairness, to the Raiders not having Darren Waller for almost the entire game, it's a pretty rough break for them.
0: Yeah, it was a rough break for them. It was a rough break for the Chiefs not to have Trent McDuffie. Or, you know, they didn't have Willie Gay Jr. Trent McDuffie would have really helped on on Adams. Yeah. I they, think. Did, they didn't have Trey Smith. You don't think Trey Smith, Trey Smith would have made a huge difference in this game when the Chiefs were trying to run the ball? So, you know, it's all fair, right? It's a war of attrition in the NFL. Nobody's got, nobody's as healthy as they want to be. Nobody's got all the guys they want. But I look, yeah, all the credit to the Raiders. They came out, they played really hard. They went for it. They were aggressive. They played exactly the way they needed to play. To knock off a team like the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are better and, and the Chiefs, Chiefs were able to get it done. A shout out to our guy Daniel um for, for the super chat as well. It says two and zero in the division, but the fans changed that game. The refs look scared yeah. to mess anything up. This defense looks so much better than that last year. <laughs> Let's talk about the fans for a little bit. But yeah. that ref went up there <laughs> and his voice cracked. I mean it was hilarious.
1: There is no penalty for the 15 yard block in the back. <laughs> that was when there was so there was a play, I think it was the Chiefs were down oh, twenty seventeen. They'd scored a touchdown right out of half, and then the Raiders punt, and that was the play you're talking about, Stowen, where the ball goes out of bounds like the 43, 44, whatever <laughs> it was, and like it clearly is like going to be a penalty downfield on Kansas City. By the way, on that play, about eight guys hit the kicker, and so <laughs> you know, they. They get down there and I'm like, all right, you know, it's going to be whatever it is holding. But, and then he said what you just said. So I'm like, oh my God, there's a famous, um. actually this also went against the Raiders. So this is hilarious. The immaculate reception, 1972, the Steelers Raiders playoff game. There's, there's an old rule that you couldn't, if the ball hit one offensive player, couldn't then deflect to another guy and catch it. It was a dead ball back then. Well, that's what maybe happened with the Franco Harris play. The reason I bring it up, they reviewed it, and they're in Pittsburgh. And Fred Swearen's in the official, got on the phone, and he's like, "How?" The reporter, the legend goes, "How many? How many policemen can he get me if we reverse this?" And the off, the league office said, six. He's like, "Well, in that case, six for Pittsburgh." <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you know. So, look, I'll tell you that was, in all seriousness, that was a horribly officiated game. Mm. Um, but, like, that game was so – we could sit here and talk about, like, well, the Chiefs got lucky on that field goal call, which so I think they yeah. did. But then also, like, Jones gets blatantly held. There's no call. The worst call of all time on roughing the passer. Doesn't – gets called, but shouldn't have been called. Then there was, a, there was another play, too. I cannot remember – oh, Karloftis. Karloftis was getting tackled coming around the like, – and it's not even one of those things where it's, like, in the line. and he. Kind, it's, like, clear as day. There's nobody around him on any side. It's, it doesn't matter. No, I, that was the weirdest officiated game. I, I hope I never have to see Charles, Carl Cheffers the rest of my life. But
3: <laughs> well, they he doesn't were, want to see Arrowhead, man. That guy were, does not want to see Arrowhead oh ever God, again. No, nope. They were giving it to his ass. Big hey, get, give a big shout-out to the crowd. That crowd, they showed up big. They turned the tide. Matthew Wright hit that 59-yarder, and they were still booing throughout halftime. We were getting DMs Patrick you and myself yep, from guys yep. who were at the game and they were saying that uh that stop in the second half was rivaling the 142.2 decibel game. That's how loud it was in the stadium. Arrowhead give it up for all the fans there tonight.
0: Yeah, I I uh, amen to the fans. I mean, they are real difference makers. We know this. We we all work for fan-sided um and we know all the power of fandom. Absolutely incredible. Shout out to TPT Chiefs Football uh rational human being doesn't matter still got it done vegas la oakland doesn't matter we still own the raiders buffalo here we come in 87 is that goat uh goat emoji as well and, and then tbt with another super chat to correct himself and say meant to say ref sucked ll go chiefs which is hilarious man appreciate all the all the super chats uh from everybody sloth style says uh $5 shoving a camera guy. Uh, that's like peeing on the Pope. I just, so there's a video of it. If you want to see the video of the Devonte Adams shove, the guy's name is at uh, his Twitter account is at fitted hat turtle at fitted hat turtle on Twitter. uh turtle hat has the video. It's disgusting. Like the guy cameraman looks like he's standing up. Adam sees him, shoves him. It's not like, Oh man, I bumped into you shoves him full force, knocks the guy to the ground and then and walks around him, he's clearly just pissed and just took it out on this guy. I, I just want, I want to spend one more minute on this. How many games should he get suspended for that? The dude took a fall. Like, this is not incidental conduct. He's clearly pissed. One. Open shot. Well, they gave Ma- Mike Evans one for something similar. Well, you should get one. But, but he's one. not a player. But this isn't a player, man. This is... Well, no, neither was the guy Evans shoved. Evan
1: shoved the cameraman.
0: Oh, did he shove a camera? Yes, he
1: shoved the cameraman oh, okay. as he's walking off the field. Uh, he should get one game. One game. He should get one game. Now, look. Now, if that guy had suffered like a serious injury from that, then that's a whole other story. But he didn't, and results matter in life. He won, <laughs> but I'll tell you what: if you're the Raiders, one game really fucking matters when you're one and four. Like, one game kind of matters right now, especially with hamstring injury uh, to Waller. Like, that's a, you know, one game. They can't afford one game. Look, we can talk about this, and we will, obviously. But the one thing to me to take away out of this that means the most, the Raiders are now 1-4, the Chiefs are 4-1. Unless the Chiefs have crippling injuries, the Raiders are in the rearview mirror for the rest of the season. If the Raiders win that game, it's a one-game difference. And the Chiefs have to play them in their building still. Now it's a three-game difference. And in the NFL, a three-game difference, if you're a good team at the top, like, that is going to be awfully hard to get to, to be overcome. They're two games up on the Broncos. They're only a game up on the Chargers, but the Chargers have played the easier portion of their schedule and they've lost to the Chiefs. So, you go into this game now with with Buffalo where you feel pretty good about the division, you're in very good shape. If you can beat the Bills, like you're you have everything on your racket. I mean, you are at that point the only 5-1 team in the in the conference. They're the only 4-1 teams right now. So, listen, we could parse it all all day and night. They won a huge game. That they had to have, and it wasn't pretty. But frankly, look, they won. I mean, they, there's criticism to be had, but
4: they won. Yeah. Speaking of criticism, can we talk about our tackles? Uh, listen, I, I, I think Andrew Wiley
0: did a good job in this game against he, his ex-teammate, second second Michigan. Second yeah. half it was yeah, second noticeable. Half. noticeable. Yeah, noticeable. yeah. I, I have to give him credit because later in the game, the Chiefs got a big chunk play on this one. Cros- Crosby tried that same move on him that inside spin and Wiley picked it up. I I I think it gets a lot of hate. I think Wiley's played pretty
4: well this year. I really he did do, settle I think. a little bit in the second half, but yeah. I f- almost feel like that entire deficit was due to the play of him or, and Orlando Brown, who was just, uh, he, he lost some money playing against Chandler Jones tonight. That was, yeah. early,
0: that was brutal. early on. They struggled. Right. And this was, you know, the Raiders came out, they were, they were firing off the ball and, they settled down the second half. I mean, that's all you can ask for. Like when you're going up against a top tier pass rusher, you know, Brown's always going to be slow, right? We've talked about it. Slow feet, but well, we it, have fifty-four tight ends on the roster. I mean, maybe maybe chip true. one of those guys every it's once true. in a while. Yeah. yeah. They'll be getting uh, maybe get Blake Bell back at some point who, who he'd can be helpful for that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, just an absolutely incredible game. Let's talk a little bit about some individual players here. Uh, I think we should spend a little bit of time talking about Jarek McKinnon in this game. Anybody I mean, got anything to say about Jarek McKinnon?
3: Dude was the only running back that showed burst. That was the only guy when the Chiefs were down, they needed a spark. Jet McKinnon was that spark. It's McKinnon's season. I'm a year late, but it's McKinnon's season. I mean, what, what, what more can you say? He brought something to the table that at the time, Clyde and Isaiah Pacheco were not bringing The Pacheco breakout game was not meant to happen this game, but someone needed to step up, give McKinnon all the credit. When the chiefs needed someone, he was that guy.
4: I don't know if it was his time with Kyle Shanahan or and the 49ers or what, but he just explodes through the line of scrimmage. He really, he really hits the hole and has a knack for, for finding, you know, a little wiggle room in there. And I kind of like us, you know, riding the hot hand
0: with our running backs. Yeah, he did a nice job and uh, not not a great game for Clyde running the ball. The Raiders did a pretty good job against the Chiefs on the run in this game. Um, Edward Zalera nine carries for 15 yards. It was a 1.7 average. He made some plays in the passing game, of course. But when I look at the offensive output in this game, you know, other than Travis Kelsey going God mode on on them, uh, must, have saw, must have saw the Baltimore beat down the, the SB Nation blog tweeting about how Mark Andrews is the best tight end in the football. Maybe somebody whispered that in Travis Kelsey's ear before this one. But it was a team effort. I mean, you look at across the board here, they got contributions from Jarek McKinnon. They got contributions from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. McCole whoever everybody's favorite punching bag, you know, has been playing through an injury, made some big plays for the team. MVS. Juju Smith-Schuster made a couple plays. Um, you know, Sky Moore got involved late and helped them run some time off the clock. Noah Gray. I mean, this is what you want to see and what we thought we were going to see from this team as the year goes on. And it was pretty clear still in the first half that they're just not, they're not like, they're not a well-oiled machine yet. And they have some, they have some periods where they sputter a little bit, where the timing's off, particularly Mahomes and Juju. So they should only get better as the season goes on. I think that's good news for Chiefs fans.
1: Well, a lot of thoughts. One is Deshaun uh, Wharton, as some people have put in the chat, he tore his ACL. So he is out for the year. Um, he is apparently, from what I can tell, the only injury, but a big one in terms of <laughs> length. He will be out for the season. Um, that's unfortunate. The Chiefs do have depth inside, but if you feel for Deshaun. He's, he's played well, so hopefully he can get back and get healthy. Um, you're going to see more of Saunders. You're going to see more of Malik Herring, who actually played pretty well. Um, you know, So I, I think you'll see more of them. Uh, I think the Chiefs will be okay there. You know, might even bring in a bit. Maybe they even bring back one of those guys that they cut earlier this offseason. So you know, we'll see how that goes. They are deep inside. Um, Chris Jones said that he feels uh, that it's time to review these these penalties. He's roughing the passer penalties. Also said that it's a Christian sport and he is going to be a Christian and pray on it. So um, Chris Jones, take the high road, folks. Uh, take
4: the high Russell road. Wilson, there.
1: Uh, I, I, I mean. I wouldn't have blamed him for whatever he said, but kudos to him for really being good. Well, you know what? Um, beyond just saying, oh, you know the Chiefs won, I thought I actually thought the tackles deserved a lot of credit in the second half of the game. They stepped up on they, Mahomes had all day to throw the ball second half of the game. All day. They were they were really blocking their asses off. And it wasn't because the Chiefs were keeping in guys too. I mean, a lot of times it was just, hey, you gotta stand up and protect. They did that. Um I said all week I thought the Raiders were a little better than their record. I don't think the Raiders are good. I think they're probably like an eight-win team. But the Raiders, look, I know it's cliche, but it really is true. When you get these games in the division, like these kinds of games happen sometimes. And I, it doesn't excuse poor play. It doesn't excuse blowing a coverage with Devontae Adams and letting them get free. It doesn't excuse what I thought was a piss-poor game plan to begin the game defensively with not doubling Adams. But, you know, the Raiders came out motivated as hell. And – the bottom line is the Chiefs in the second half of the game really tightened up. I mean, defensively, the Chiefs did not give up, what? They had one touchdown after the first quarter. So, and, and a couple of those field goals were long field goals. It wasn't like those were some chip shot where the Raiders went down the field. The Chiefs put the Raiders in a position where the Raiders could beat themselves, as, as Patrick talked about at the very beginning of this, and the Raiders beat themselves. Adams, <laughs> look, I know people, some will say he caught it, he didn't catch it. Frankly, I, I mean, look. I thought there was a lot of bad calls tonight. I thought he bobbled the ball. I did. Now maybe, maybe that's me looking at it from my perspective. And if you're a Raiders fan, you're sitting there saying, "How could you call that?" I mean, John Perry was on the broadcast and he didn't catch it. So you have that. Mm-hmm. And then fourth in the yard, they go deep, and, and you know the two guys run into each other. Oh, well, I mean, that's your problem.
0: So it, it the, wasn't a catch. He, his it, his foot was off the ground. Both hands came off that ball. Both I, hands came off that yeah. ball. And he had one foot down. It's not a catch. My Richard, can you cue up that shove video really quick? Richard's got the video. Flag. Frustration from Adams and whoa, whoa, whoa. Can't have that as Adams leaves the field. The frustrations. Scumbag I love, move. I Scumbag. love all the
1: Chiefs fans filming it. Yeah. <laughs> Every single Chiefs fan's got a camera. Up yeah. there. But yeah. listen, when we look back on this game in December, nobody's going to give a shit how they play. They won. Yeah. Like this, this game, and I said this when they played the Cardinals, and I'm going to say it now. This game has no bearing on how they're going to play in the playoffs. What it has bearing on is what seed they will be in the playoffs. That's what counts right now. Now, look, did this, this game happen on New Year's Day? Okay, I'd feel differently. This game happened on October 10th. By the way, shout out, mom, happy birthday. Look, this game, like it. It happened on October 10th. I I don't care like that. They didn't play well in the first 20 minutes. They, they won. And so you move forward and you make corrections. I mean, think about how bad they were the first seven games of last year. And by the time they got to the playoffs, you're like, nobody's beating this team. And then, of course, they, they beat themselves in the Asian title game. But to me, you won. You won. And you came back. They could have gotten blown out tonight. They showed some fortitude and they got pissed. Mahomes played great down the stretch. They won.
0: It was good to see him come from behind, you know, because that was kind of a question mark with this team. Oh, you don't have Tyree Kill? Are you going to be? You know, all these things are kind of getting erased. They've got Mahomes, they've got Kelsey. They can still come back. They can be down seventeen. Um, we got a few super chats I want to get to. Um, Nate says, "Is Kelsey right there with Mark Andrews yet?" Roast the Ravens writer. Love all the the spite in this game. Absolutely. Shout out to Sloth Style, another super chat. Uh, The Raiders will probably win the next game against us because all our starters will be taking the day off. Great, great super chat. Our guy, John, uh, shout out to to John, appreciate you. Buffalo early line, minus two and a half. Uh, Matt Verderam, Shane Falco, hilarious name, of course. Oh, Shane, very generous, brother. Um, uh, IMO... Got to let Brown walk. The trade for him is a sunk cost at this point. Everybody busting out Sterling's catch raises. Use the extra picks uh, picks and go and get a cheap cornerstone left tackle for the next six years. Um, PM with an elite uh, line and a left tackle he truly trusts is invaluable plus cap space for these young guys coming up. Uh, be interested to see how this – I think Brown probably gets tagged again. Um, you know, I don't think he's terrible, but he's not – It's just not elite. Right now, you know, he's not elite. Um, Chuck Diesel. That's another super chat. You guys are so generous. Thank you. Um, if you, if you don't want to do a super chat and we totally understand it, if you don't do us a favor and just hit that thumbs up button, smash it for us. Um, Chuck Diesel says uh, the three worst calls of all time, all against Jones. Coincidentally, question mark. It's come in and again with another super chat. Um, it's a Christian sport, like Christian Okoye, L.O.L. Hilarious. Matt Connors, favorite player. Um, and, and one more from TBT chief football podcast. Appreciate you too. Uh, is 87, the goat tight end. Um, there's no, I, I don't think that that's a question anymore. I think we're at that point. You guys agree? Yeah. I mean, Gronk's got a claim to
3: it too. Longevity plays a factor that goes against Gronk, but also goes in Tony Gonzalez's favor. It's a tough one. Let's not spend 45 minutes arguing when we can send, spend the next, I don't know, 30 minutes partying. Because let's be yeah, real here.
4: If she gets to another done. Super Bowl <laughs> and does this for another two or three years, I think it's no question that he's the GOAT. I agree. I agree. I think he is.
0: Um, can we talk real quick about Darius Harris? Who, when Willie Gay Jr. gets back, this guy's got to stay in the rotation for the Chiefs. Ten tackles, eight solo in this game, a sack, and a QB hit. Um, He's just been incredible. He makes good, solid tackles. He's a lot faster than he looks for a bigger guy. I mean, uh, what's your guys' thoughts on Harris? it
1: has been good. He's been good. Like, he's done a nice job. By the way, one thing they could not do, Jesus Christ, tackle somebody tonight. I mean, how many times the Chiefs, and Juan Thornhill especially, like, Juan Thornhill should start a fun for every time he misses a tackle. And he's played much better this year. And I get he's a free safety. I'm you know, like, if there's a guy that's going to miss tackles on your team. It's probably your free safety. But, I mean, jeez, man. Like, can you slow somebody down, not be a road cone? when A guy just runs over you. That said, the reason I thought about that is Harris was one of the few guys I thought really did tackle well. He he and Bolton, I thought, played really well in this game. Their linebackers were very good. Um, they they made the plays they had to make. Harris had the big sack. Um, essentially forced that drive to, to halt and kick a field goal. They get Willie Gay back week seven. They, they have one more game without him. But you feel good about Harris. Having, you know, he's got to rotate in, stuff like that. He's he's done the job. He's not Willie Gay, but he's played well. He deserves his spot on the team. Um they, they might get McDuffie back next week, which I gotta be, they need McDuffie back at this point. Yeah. Like it, it's to a point where if Spags is gonna insist i on going one-on-one with these guys. Like, they they cannot do that next You week.
4: can't do that with Stephon Diggs. <laughs> for one no, half. No for way. On. For kill. one half.
1: Spag specialty. You get one half of one, one quarter. You do that against them for one half next week. You're going to be down 31 points. Like, you need, to, you need to stop. Like, that is the one negative take we have out of this game. Like, look, I'm not worried about the run defense. It's it happens. Okay. I'm not worried about them starting slow offensively, they've been fine for the most part starting out offensively. In fact, they've actually been better offensively early sometimes than late. My main concern with them right now is I just – sometimes as coaching staff, I really feel like they didn't turn on tape till like this morning. I mean, Devontae Adams is the guy that you have to stop. You have to take away the deep ball to Devontae. Like he gets a back shoulder fade, you live with it. He gets a seven-yard slant, you live with it. You can't let him beat you for the big ball down the field. And if you're in single coverage and against Devontae Adams, you are telling Derek Carr, please throw it to Devontae Adams. And he's going to. Okay? The other side of this is early in the game, like, how do you not have a plan for Max Crosby? Just nothing? Just no plan whatsoever. Like, hey, Andrew, good luck, man. Hope it works out for you. That's the kind of shit that you look at and go, come on, man. Like you you have to know. That those are the two guys in this game you cannot let. Like if Mac Collins goes off, that's an execution problem. You need to be able to guard Mac Collins. Rashad Fenton getting torched by Devonta Adams is not a Rashad Fenton problem. Like everyone's getting torched by Devonta. That is the one criticism I have. But you never know with this coaching staff. Like based on what they did against Tampa, I wouldn't be shocked if they came out and killed Buffalo early in the game. Like it's just, it's like it's like rolling the dice. And just going, I don't know if it's less than three, we're good. If it's more than three, we're in deep shit. And just rolling it, and hoping for the best. You got, they have to be more consistent as a coaching staff. The
3: one thing I will say is they gave Andrew Wiley help early on. It was supposed to be a chip on the outside. Crosby went back inside. Great spin by Max Crosby, incredible. But Wiley has to know in that situation, you got to push him out because you have help there. You have help.
0: Yeah. So, right.
3: so that's now the coaching staff in that one scenario. Correct. And then the other, the other scenario was the Devonte Adams touchdown late. Spag's tried giving help to Jalen Watson deep and Brian cook decided, Hey, I'm not going to be there.
0: So that's basically what it came down to was you got the rope, a dope man. Yeah. I mean, he rope, a dope, those rookies right out of their cleats. I you mean, mean I, you know what? That's like, it sucks. And it was a high leverage situation, but that's part of the process of, you know, of so, you
1: can that. I say one thing that I, I hear you guys, Brian Cook should not be the deep safety there. He's in his fifth NFL game. That needs to be the guy you just paid $30 million to, who's, by the way, been great. Justin Reed's been awesome. That needs to be Justin Reed. Or if you want to throw Juan Thornhill back there, I'm good with it because he's the fastest guy you have. That cannot be Brian Cook, who is a strong safety. It cannot be him. Like, yeah. You you have to be smarter than that. Like, There's no reason to me. I don't understand why the Chiefs in this game did not sit – with the corners on the outside shoulders on the boundaries and the safeties just coming in and robbing the middle of the field and saying, Look, if you're gonna throw the ball, you're gonna throw in breaking routes, and we're gonna pound you at the catch point. Like I, the Chiefs used to do that, by the way. They did that when they had Breland Award. They used to do it all the time. I don't know why they don't do that, but in this game, like you can't let like Adams had enough yards, I don't even know what it was. He had a huge game. Um but what's made worse is you might as well tack on another seventy yards on the penalties you've You've gotta be smarter than that and Spags adjusts, but it like that's not an adjustment you should have to make that's that's like a Wednesday adjustment. <laughs> I mean come on now, like, this isn't that complicated.
0: yeah, I agree. um but you know what like i again it's it's one of those situations where you know he he came down a little too far and then bit on, on the move from Adams. And that's a guy, like, I don't understand why the Chiefs, and we brought this up at the halftime show, why didn't they have this game plan for the whole game? Like, they, they held the Raiders to nine points in the second half, right? Nine points in the fourth quarter, really, and they were desperate. They were going for And, like, it, it's just, it, it was the same thing against the Chargers with Mike Williams. It was like there was one guy. You needed to definitely lock down in that game with Keenan Allen. That was Mike Williams. And they just let him run wild for half. I don't that, – that's the only thing that worries me about this team. Would you guys say that this is an inconsistent football team right now? Flashes of dominance, but also like seems like every other game so far this season they've been like a little a
4: little flat? I don't think there's a, a super consistent team in the entire NFL. I mean, even the Eagles have been rocking, but they were down 14 to nothing to the Jaguars last week. So yeah. it, I think this early in the season, especially with less preseason action for these teams, it's just harder to get in the groove. I think the offensive coaching staff actually they haven't found they haven't found it play calling wise. I I really did not like that third and three, uh, late in the game, pass to Michael Hardman. That's not what I would have done with the game with the divisional game on the line. I would have not yes. done. You know what I mean. Yeah, why did why did they do
0: that? Why did they do that? I mean, run a sprint option with Mahomes or something there. You just need to get a first down and bleed the clock. You got a one point lead. Um, I didn't like that call. I didn't like the I didn't like the decision to go for two when they were up seven. Um you you get you kick the you kick the extra point there, and the Raiders have to get a two-point conversion to tie. You can't it's a two-score game for you can't lose. Right? And they put themselves in a situation where They were if they they could have been in a situation where the Raiders went ahead
4: late in the game. Chris Jones on that that two point conversion. Speaking of two point conversions, he put Josh Jacobs in the Brutus the Barber beefcake sleeper hold. He was just not (laughs) going to let that dude get in the end zone. You know, it was awesome. I I think he was just so angry about that call earlier in the game. He wasn't going to let it cost the Chiefs. You know, a penalty his penalty cost the Chiefs again.
3: I understood the reason to go for two in that situation. If you get the two-point conversion, the game's over. It's a two-possession game. If you miss it, you still have a seven-point lead. And then you still have the opportunity where the Raiders go for two and miss it. I understand the thought process. The risk-reward for me was there. Because even worst-case scenario, or let's just say even just the middle scenario, right? Base case, you miss it, then the, then the Raiders miss it. That, that, that's, that's the 50-50 odds right there. But if you make it, game is completely over. That made sense. Now the third and three, I'm with you. That was very questionable. Uh, it came down to the fact that McColl had one on one, and Mahomes and Hardman are still not on the same page the majority of the time. It feels like it's always those two guys.
4: Yeah. Then why go? Then why go to McColl Hardman deep on third and three late in the game? It just makes was no it? sense to me. He has no. He and Pat just they've not
0: really developed great chemistry. So I really like of all the people you're gonna throw the ball to in that situation, I don't like Hardman. Christian asks in the chat, uh, what, how how the hell can Wright make a 59 yard field goal and then miss all these other kicks? He's I think the answer is simple. He's just not a he's not a great kicker. Like he
1: stinks he's, and had a great kick. That that's yeah. your answer, no,
0: by the way- Come
3: on. He's 90% for his career going into this game. He does not stink.
1: Did you see him kick the ball tonight? He's got sure. a big leg, but
3: sure. But let, let's ask this guy is horrendous when he was a ninety percent kicker coming into this year. He was twenty-seven of thirty
1: for his career. Oh my god, man! I, they're, well, they're, you couldn't, I, I, I don't want that guy anywhere near a kick next week. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm serious with Bucker. I don't care what they've got to do. Put him in a walking boot and have him kick. Like yeah. I, I, whatever it takes. You want that guy? Would you feel confident with him kicking a forty? four yarder against think Butler. of the bigger picture
3: think of the think of the long-term picture with Bucker. you want him to be your kicker for a long time you want him 100 for the playoffs talking with nick lowry he, he's talked to me about he goes if you are not 100 that can ruin you for your career I, I, do you want to ruin the guy for the career for one game now because you want to rush him back matthew Wright, it, sure he's not the best kicker. he's not Bucker, but acting like he's a horrendous player is just asinine
1: come on I'll, I'll go ahead and be ass on it. He's not good.
3: <laughs> I mean, I get it. none like, of yeah, Sterling. Okay. okay so is you, he, he one j- of the best 32 no, no, no. kickers on no, 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 the planet? No. No. My, point is, my point is yes, he's one of the best 32. No, my point is if it's not Justin
1: Tucker, if it's not Bucker, then, then you're just, then you're ass. There has to be some sort of middle ground. And it you was know, Amandola no, part no. two. You're not, you're not, listen, I, and I'm not expecting him to be Bucker. That would be insane. And I'm not sitting here saying he's got to be pro. Then who are you bringing in? If it's not – Bucker's not ready to go, then who you bringing in? I'm not got to bring another guy in. But holy hell, man, he banked in an extra point. He missed two field goals. Like, look, he was not good. To, I, let's just be honest. He the, – the idea that you feel confident with that guy kicking a 40-yarder next week, oh, my God, I want him nowhere near – I'm not kidding. If it's anything less than fourth and six, I'm going for it religiously on the other side of the field. I want in like, the 10-yard line. Hey, don't hate that either. But my point yeah. is,
3: don't rush Bucker back and be short-sighted. Think of the bigger picture here. Let's not They're be so reactionary. Not Let's back. not They're be so her. reactionary. I yeah. mean, seriously, this guy was a ninety percent kicker coming into this game. the why was he available? Sure, Jags probably shouldn't have cut and, him. It's the Wires. You didn't they make smart decisions. Nobody else signed them.
0: It's hard, right? Like, you can play yeah, last and- week. He's got a small sample size, right? It, it's hard for these. It's, it's, a, it's a tough spot to be in for these kickers. When you're on the street, you come in and, you know, if you don't make everything, everyone freaks out and panics. I think Sterling's got a good point here. And I think Matt's got a good point here. He's, he's probably not the best kicker. There's a reason why he was on the street. Um, it doesn't mean he's complete garbage, but, you know, he's, he's probably a little inaccurate sometimes. Um, and that's what we've seen from him so far during his tenure with the Chiefs. He's been a little bit better than Amantola, thank God. Or
4: the Chiefs might not, um,
0: you know, they might not, they wouldn't have won the night without we that. Just, we years. can't have that
4: next week. Next week is as important of a regular season game as you can find yeah. in the NFL. Yes, yes. Th- these two teams, uh, I think it's
0: clear, right? The Bills and the Chiefs are are clearly. A, a cut above everybody else in the conference. Although I'm going to give a, a, a hat tip to the Ravens. I think the Ravens are right there when they're playing their best ball. I mean, Lamar Jackson's just, he's an MVP candidate. He's, he's so good. So I wouldn't want to run into them. Um, but as far as it's, it's those three teams for me and then everybody else they're, they're tied right now Top the AFC with four and one records. Um, Not the preseason champion, the chargers, the, the preseason chargers uh, champions, the chargers, not there. Um, but Vera makes this point on the podcast all the time, and I think it's a really smart one. Stack up as many wins as you can before Thanksgiving. It's early in the season. you know, like a couple of weeks ago, everybody thought, man, the Jaguars are gonna be really good this year and look what happened, right? Um, so you're just you're, th- these early days of the season, everybody's sort of figuring it out or getting tape on each other. And the Chiefs are four and one. They're they're a Harrison Butker away. Like, if they have Harrison Butker, they're five and zero oh going into this Bills game. It's not even it's not even close.
1: By the way, um, all kidding aside, I just actually tweet out the video. Jeff Allen <laughs> tweeted it out and I shared it out. But um, you know, I, I genuinely knew they were going to win this game. And of course, at the end, you, you have your heart in your throat. But when they scored to make it, what was it, twenty four to twenty? And they showed the sideline, and Mahomes was just screaming at some guy in the Raiders, like, "This game's over." Like, I, I, you know, like he very rarely does that. Like, it's like really emotional. It's like, he'll he'll talk a little trash, whatever. But like, he very rarely is just screaming at somebody across the field. When they showed him doing that, it was like, yeah, this is probably it's probably a bad night coming for the Raiders. Like, he he's really like I said at halftime, I thought they'd win the game. I was like, they're gonna win because I thought. As bad as that call was with Jones, I thought it fired not only the team up, it fired 80,000 people up in the crowd. I mean, that place, I got to tell you, Arrowhead's loud, real loud. Like, obviously, holds all the records or anything. That is the loudest I've heard that stadium in a long time. Like, the second half of that, game, they were rocking. And I really, we joked about it earlier, but I, feel, I genuinely feel this way. Carl Cheff was just fucking terrified to call a penalty. Like, <laughs> the, the third quarter of that game. The Chiefs could have committed a felony at the 50-yard line. He had a bigger time it's fine. It's a play. It's good. We're fine. Pick up. Pick up the flag, boys. Don't throw it. I mean, it was, there was some real – in fact, at one point, the Chiefs made it 2017. The Raiders got the ball back and immediately took three penalties. And there was that – the third one was the intentional grounding call, which I do think was the right call because it didn't get back to the line. But they were debating it. And the crowd is getting angrier and angrier and angrier as they're debating it. And I, was, I actually said to my father, I'm "Like they, they have to call this. Like this, mm-hmm. this is going to be. They're going to have a mutiny out there. Yeah. And the yard line, they don't call this thing. It, you know, the crowd. The crowd really affected that game. It really did. That was one of those games where, really, in the second half of the game, you could feel the presence of Arrowhead. It made it made a real difference.
0: My wife was, you know, sitting there watching the game with me, and she she looked up at one point and said, can you please turn the TV down? Why do you keep turning it up? And I was like, I didn't, I didn't turn it up. The fans are livid. They were screaming so loud. She thought I kept turning the 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 sound up because um, it had gotten so much louder. They were absolutely incredible. A few They're more nuts. Super Chats. Shout out to KC and OKC for the Super Chat. Slo style back again. Hot take. The Chiefs played like ass this game to give Buffalo some BS tape to watch. Thoughts? <laughs> No, I no. I don't <laughs> think they never- maybe no. they play down
4: to the level of their competition though a little bit. Sure, yeah, or absolutely. Up. Or up. And, you and know do what they I
0: mean? do they have some stuff in the bag that they maybe have been saving for this Bills game? Oh, most yes. certainly, yes, most certainly. Um, and then our uh 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 Jesus Perez, uh, I don't give a crap about the next game as long as we get in the playoffs. Go Chiefs! Yeah, I mean, look, we all want it, right? We all want that Buffalo game. Buffalo's. You don't think Buffalo's got that one circled on their calendar. You got another thing coming. Um, that's going to be a huge, huge game. Ah, I don't want to talk too much about, about that game. We got we got all week to talk about the Bills. It's going to be a huge game. Let's continue to talk about the Chiefs beating the Raiders again. Is this it for the Raiders? I mean, they're toast, right? It's over. It's
1: the toast team. for the division. You know, one and four – they're obviously in bad shape. Their schedule gets a little easier. Like, I could see them maybe getting a nine if everything breaks right. They're probably done. Um, the division's over. I mean, unless Mahomes, God forbid, gets hurt or something, the division's toast. I, um, The only team right now, to me, that you, you might as well even talk about is is the Chargers, or a game back. And, you know, they're a bit of talent. Denver's not making them. Denver stinks. And the, the Raiders – I think the Raiders are better than Denver. I actually think they're significantly better than Denver. Um, But one and four is tough, man. Like one and four, you're three back, you lost in their bill. Like that's, and you don't see them again to week 18. I think that matters because by the time you get to week 18, it's probably done. You know, it's probably over with. You know, so I, you know, it's going to be hard for the Raiders. It's good. Plus, the other side of this is too, which we haven't really talked about and for good reason, but. The Chiefs have two more tough games coming up. The Bills, obviously, and then they have the Niners. After that, they have a bye week, and you look at their schedule the last 10 weeks of the season. It is not hard. It is a lot of games they ought to win. Now, of course, that might terrify you based on the Colts and the Raiders, Okay, but it's a lot of games where it's the Titans at home. It's Jacksonville at home. It's Seattle. it's, It's Houston. It's Denver twice. I mean, it's the Rams at home who can't block anybody. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of games where you look at it and go, Chiefs are going to be significant favorites in the game. So I think the Raiders are toast, certainly for the division. Um, but you got to keep winning games. And, you know, for me, the Chiefs, I'd love them to beat Buffalo. But to me, you got to just split these next two. If you split the next two, you get the five and two at the bye with their schedule after that, they'll be just fine. I would like to point out, too, the Raiders been
3: all in this year. The Chiefs are again in a, I I don't want to say rebuilding, but a reloading phase, a retooling. The youth movement, all these young guys i have said it before. I want to say it again. They sit at four and one atop the AFC West. How crazy is this? Give Andy Reid credit. Give Mahomes, uh, Kelsey, offensive line, every player, some credit here. This was supposed to be a rough start, a brutal schedule. Myself, I said, there's going to be a lot of learning, a lot of rough parts. They're going to lose. They've taken their lumps and still still won. They beat a team who went all in while the Chiefs are retooling. That's what's so impressive. They sit up four and one. I just want to keep pointing this out. This should not be this easy. They should not sit up four and one with the amount of youth currently
4: on this. And also when two of their top three rookies have barely played. Sky right. Moore looked low-key, looked real good when he got the ball tonight, I thought. Yeah, he, I mean, they,
0: they got to get him involved a little bit more, but they've got so many guys to get involved and they're all making plays. MVS with the drop, that's just comes with the package with him, Juju is right? a little. No, you,
1: you know what though? Shout out to Hardman, who I said before the game, like yep. he played hard tonight, played really well. And not just because he had seventy some odd yards, but like broke some tackles, got up field. He did a nice job in this game. You know, one of his best games ever. What was one of his best games ever, I think. I mean, he yeah. played he played hard, man. Like he really and he was hurt at one point, came back in the game. Like he he really gave you something tonight. And and MVS was excellent. I know he had the one drop, but he played really he had a couple of really tough catches too. Like some really nice catches. So give him credit. And, you know, but Sterling, you bring up a really good point. You're right. And it's easy to forget because how good they've been over the years, how great they've been. This was not supposed to be a year with this team where they were just going to pull away from everybody. This was supposed to be this big. Do- I mean, there were people honest to Christ picked them to finish last in the division. Like right. James Jones? A lot of people, not just him. I mean, there were people who were like, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to finish in last place. All stuff. And the one, I'll tell you right, right now, the one thing that would scare the shit out of me if I was your three teams in the AFC West, they're still this good. They have 12 draft picks next year. They have a, an ungodly amount of cap space. Mahomes is just getting to his prime. The Broncos have Russell Wilson for seven more years. Okay? The Raiders are capped out. The Raiders have spent all their money on Jones. I mean, think about all the contracts they hand out this offseason. Jones got a deal in free agency. They, they go out and they trade for Adams and give him a record deal. Then they extend Carr. They extend Waller they extend Renfro, they extend Crosby, which I'm not knocking any of those decisions, but like they're capped out. They are to a point now where, and by the way, like they didn't have a first or second round pick last year. So that hurts them. And the Broncos don't have a first or second round pick this year. So that hurts both those teams. The Chargers, the Chargers, even on a rookie contract t- situation, they're capped out. They're over next year's projected salary cap. So all these teams, like this is, to me, if you can't catch the Chiefs this year, you are effed with a capital F. Like, if you can't do it right now, in a year where the Chiefs are like, look, we're going to get rid of Tyreek Hill, we're going to move on, we're going to kind of piecemeal it, we're going to play a lot of rookies, a brand new deal. And you look up, in my estimation, two of these teams are already toasting the division. You're you're not even a Halloween yet. Right. So, And the other one, you've already beaten, and they have a bunch of injuries, and God knows they're, they're going to find the way to lose eight games. So you do the Chiefs. You got to feel really happy. All told, you got to feel very, very good about where you are right now.
0: At 15 touchdowns and two interceptions, Patrick Mahomes leads the NFL in touchdown passes. Is he the leading candidate for MVP for you right now?
4: He might make it. Him and, you know, it's kind of a narrative driven award. So I think Jalen Hurts, if the Eagles keep playing like this, he's going to have some juice. I, I kind of think the media, when it comes to the MVP, they're just looking for the next thing. So that is kind of working against Mahomes, like a little Mahomes fatigue. But they keep winning. He might be in the driver's seat. He's got to throw, like he's got to do
0: what Rodgers has been doing the last couple of years, right? Like he's got to throw for an absurd amount of touchdowns. That's that's the thing that that Rodgers has been doing. Even if you looked at some of the other stats, Mahomes was, was
4: right there. Well, his and, team's I mean, also been leading the league in wins. You know, they've been winning 13 games or 14 games or whatever. So that, that, that usually does it. But, you know, nobody wants
0: to give it to Rogers either, right? But it's just, he's just making it impossible for them not. And I think that's, if Mahomes keeps up at this pace of, of throwing touchdowns like this when they get down to the red zone, he's, I mean, he's got a shot for <laughs> another massive touchdown season. Could he flirt with 50 again? What do you guys think?
3: Yeah, I think he can flirt with 50, but just really quickly, I think it's hilarious. How pissed do you think the other AFC West teams are right now? Oh, furious! The Chiefs have played horrible against the Chargers, played poorly against the Raiders, while the Raiders played about as as good as they could, and they both lost. I mean, come on. This is comical.
0: Yeah, the only thing that can make it better is if they go and they pull another one out against Buffalo. (laughs) Next week, we're like... You know these guys are just got to start going insane, right? Like they're just become obsessed with the Chiefs because they can't. It just always seemed to. It's what Brady and the Patriots did to teams for years and years and years. Well, and then maybe every once in a while they'd get them in the regular season,
4: you know, and then they'd get them in the playoffs and they get boat raised. 100%. Buffalo kind of went all in too. This Von Miller contract, hundred percent. It looks good now, but how is it going to look next year? The year after that? Uh, that's the luxury of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That combination. If they have a pulse, they're winning ten games. Probably twelve. Yeah. And yeah. that allowed them to retool and think about the long term. And a lot of making the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, it's a it's a matter of bounces, it's a matter of staying healthy. And I think the the beach plan is we're gonna put ourselves in position for not one year or two years, like these other teams that are getting desperate. We're gonna put ourselves in position for a decade. And that's the way to play it.
1: You know what? I think right now for the Chiefs. If you look at this big picture, they're one of the two best teams in the AFC. Like you, want, you want to take Buffalo, you want to take Kansas City, I won't argue with you. Um, I really think – I thought coming into the year I thought they were the two best teams, but I thought Buffalo was better. I got to be honest, after five weeks, I think it's about pretty damn even. I think it really is. Like I think Kansas City's got the most impressive win. They pounded Tampa. Buffalo is more explosive now without Hill, but I think the Chiefs have more ways to beat you. Like, Buffalo, one thing, if, I, if I'm a Bills fan, it does worry me, especially with their weather up there in January. I went to school up there. Like, I, I know. You're going to have days up there where it's 50-mile-an-hour winds. And if they can't throw the ball and they've got to run the football with that team, like conventionally run the football, they got problems. Okay, like big problems. I don't worry about Kansas City in a game like that. They can win like that. They don't want to win that way, but they can do it. Um, I think it's a really even matchup. I think it's going to be a great game. And look, I think no matter how it shakes, we're going to make too much of it. You know, like whoever wins is clearly the favorite. And there's no way – like, you know, look look at last year. The Bills pants Kansas City. How'd that work out in the playoffs, right? Just beat them. Um, I wouldn't go crazy about it in terms of like what it means. Like it's, it's one game. But what it does mean is whoever wins that game has an inside track to host the AFC Championship game. That's what it means. And let's be real. Look, you know, there's no guarantees. Baltimore's a good team. I think Cincinnati will be fine. There's a very good chance the Chiefs and the Bills are not just playing once this year. There's a really good chance they're going to be seeing each other the third weekend in January. And where's that game? And that's what next Sunday's about. That's what the game's about. But for now, look, you're a 4-1. Wharton, it sucks he got hurt, but otherwise you're healthy. You might get McDuffie back this week. I, I, I reported it. Look, the Chiefs are optimistic. They want to see a good week of practice, but there's a real chance he plays you know, we'll see with Dana and Trey Smith. I would imagine they'll be back. So that will help. Um, this is an all-hands-on-deck game. And and if, if Mahomes goes nuts in the game and they win, he will be the MVP frontrunner because this is the Super Bowl in October. So, yeah. I mean, do you guys, honestly, do you guys think this will be the highest rate of regular season game in the last 10 years? Oh, it has to be. After that playoff it's well, gonna be yeah. nuts, man. Like between what happened last year and how good these teams are and the quarterbacks, and it's gonna be at 425 East like that game. I wouldn't be surprised seriously if it does like a 30 rating. Like, like 30 million people tuning in for this game. I mean, it is
0: gonna be nuts. And I expect it to be a really good game. I do. I hope it lives up to the hype. Verderam, do you have a sense with McDuffie? Obviously, the Chiefs need him, took him in the first round. He looked really good in the limited action that yeah. he had this season. Do you have a sense of, you know, are the Chiefs going to maybe ease him back in or are they just going to throw him back in there?
1: I think if they clear up the play, he's playing. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be one of these things where he's getting 20 snaps. Like, I think if they can play – now, look, I, I'll do more work on this throughout the course of the week. But my, my feeling was they really like the way his rehab is gone. Uh, in fact, they know that they really like the way his rehab has gone. And they're anticipating that he practiced this week as he's eligible now to come off IR. And once you, once you bring a player back to practice, you have a three-week window. If he does not come back after that three weeks, he's out for the year. Now, unless McDuffie were to re-injure himself, doesn't seem like there's any issue with that. The question is just going to be, look, assuming that they, they start the clock as they're planning to here on Wednesday, you know, does he does he look good in practice? Can he, you know, make his cuts and get up to speed? If he can, I, my expectation will be that he plays Sunday. And if he plays Sunday, then the question becomes who comes off the field? Is it Fenton or is it Watson? I would think it should be Fenton. Uh, we'll see, but having McDuffie and Snead on the field together would be a huge boost because that gives you a whole lot of other options. You can move Snead around even a little bit more than you already have. Look, I, the Chiefs. This is a this is a big game. I don't want to make too much of it. Like if they lose, they're four and two. They're they're fine. But if they win this game, they they are an unbelievable position as as they go into the meat of their you know October schedule.
0: As uh Zero Arrowhead Attic Podcast brought to you by the Kansas City Beer Company at KC Beer Co. on Twitter. Give them a shout for us. For, I know you've got a radio hit, so you might have to dip out a little bit early. Um, got to go out there and spread the oh, good word done. about, about Arrowhead Attic. Uh, so but, but before you go, can you give us uh, wh- what's due earning their Arrowheads? Who gets your Arrowhead?
1: It's got to be Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey's just, he's, he's just irrepressible. That, that what was it, the third touchdown where he made about eight guys miss as he was just like, stiff-arming this guy. That's like something you see like an eighth grader do to a kindergartner. I mean, just across the field. Every time he did I'm like, oh, he's going to get – nope, just stiff arm that guy into the ground. He's going to get – nope, that guy's in the ground. And then by the third guy, you're like, geez, that guy. That guy should just fall over and play dead. He- he's going to run this guy over. Kelsey, I thought, deserved it. I thought he was great. You know, it's a weird stat line. I didn't have a ton of yards, but four touchdowns. I mean, yeah. you can't ask for more than that. And you know what? Shout out to MVS in this game. I thought he really he made some real big important catches in the game when they needed it when they were starting to get momentum. But I think number one's got to be the crowd. The, the crowd was just unbelievable. So those would be my arrowheads. Oh, you would take more of mine. You just want to go ahead and just just throw in said. all mine. Be great. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot yeah, that you want
3: Chris Jones too. <laughs>
0: Go ahead, Sterling. Get 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 some in before I don't want Adam to steal your, your remaining arrow. Well,
3: I was gonna say MVS, because that's why I said I was gonna have a big game pre-game, but since that's already hit on, I'll go with Chris Jones. I mean, Chris Jones had to have special rules set against him, and he still dominated. I mean, let's be real here. That was a strip sack. First time I've ever seen a roughing the passer when the guy has the ball. Absurd. He yeah. was getting held all game getting triple teamed on the first few drives. They had to game plan around Chris Jones. Chris Jones was a game wrecker. He took all of the Raiders focus. The offensive line help was all focused on him. Chris Jones gets my arrowhead.
4: All right, Adam Best. Well, they took the crowd. They took MVS. They took Chris <laughs> Jones. I'm going to go with Jerick McKinnon. I thought Jerick oh. McKinnon came in. They injected him to the game at a time where the offense was a little shaky and he picked up an improbable uh, first down and just, I think that was part of who helped get the crowd going too. of course the the penalty was the big, the big factor that did the defibrillator, you know what I mean? That kind of <laughs> shocked the crowd back to life. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've always been a big McKinnon fan and I think there's a parallel timeline where he stayed healthy and, and replaced Adrian Peterson in Minnesota. It was just a monster because athletically for a guy in it, what is he? He's in his thirties now, right? He's up there. Yeah. yeah 20, just
1: 2930. Yeah.
4: Just, and, and great pass protector doesn't get enough credit there. So that's my uh, arrowhead. Let us know in the comments who gets your arrowhead. Matt in the chat
0: says Adams has issued an apology already. Damn straight. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> um I have to go on a minute, but I have to read this. Go ahead. So Adam Tyser asked Carl Cheffers about why that penalty was called. And here is Carl Cheffers' response of verbatim. Quote, the quarterback is in the pocket and he's in a passing posture. He gets full protection of all the aspects of what we give the quarterback in a passing posture. So when he was tackled, my ruling was the defender landed on him with full body weight. The quarterback is protected from being tackled with full body weight. My ruling was roughing the passer for that reason.
0: Bullshit. He was I, running I, away. He the the was
1: running away.
4: He had the ball, and he put a hand down. I...
3: Yeah, it's, <laughs> that it's makes bullshit. me more upset, okay? That's I was over it. I was, I was over insane. it. I'm like, the Chiefs won, 30-29, game over. And now he has to come <laughs> out with that and just piss me off.
1: Oh, phenomenal. Oh, my God. It's 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 it's. Oh, it's a passing know. posture? He was his arm was like half. He wasn't even like fully cocked to throw <laughs> yeah. the ball. Like his arm was like here. Freaking Chris Jones had the ball. Somebody he had, had the ball. ball. That right. logic.
4: He's but not a passer anymore.
1: And just go. Just the entire time, you can never get hit. That's it. You yeah. never get hit. Anytime, and if a guy starts to hit him, just lean back into the guy so he just cracks <laughs> him. <laughs> So I want I to know how a
4: three hundred pound man is supposed to fall.
0: <laughs> I mean, he
3: landed on his left arm too. Chris Jones was like trying to be very generous. He's like, I'm he not going to put all my body. What did he forget the warm milk? What do oh you want warm, a warm God. milk for, Derek Carr?
1: Kudos to Chris cookies. Jones. So don't forget cry. the cookies. Like Chris Jones, kudos to him for keeping a cool head there. Seriously, like yeah. that. You know, all kidding aside. No. especially with some of Chris's stuff in the past. <laughs> like that could have been like a, I'm going to shove the official moment. And then like he suspended for the Buffalo game. So kudos to him as, en- as enraging as that had to be for him to just
4: walk away. Why does he get so many bad calls though? He's like a, a bad call magnet. It's ridiculous. Once you get
3: one, they start to pile up. It's the same thing. <laughs> he's like if Rasheed
4: get, Wallace or something. It's, he's it's out of control.
3: Once you get known as a persona, as a hothead, this, that, or the other, you, they start looking for you to do something.
0: The thing that pisses me off the most about the refs, it's like, all right, you bad calls, you make bad calls, they happen. But what really drives me crazy is that after the game, just admit you fucked up the inverter and, inverter and about to do a radio spot, but like, can't, can't they just, it would make everybody feel a lot better if they were just like, yeah, you know what, you know, look, looking back on it, like saw the replay a couple times. It was a bad call, but they'll put out, they'll put out the pool report or whatever, you know, this week and they'll, and they'll back them up on it and stuff. And then later in the game, Mahomes gets tackled just like Brady did around the <laughs> hips, thrown to the game, same fucking tackle, no flag on that one uh god forbid it's not tom brady now look i don't think it should have been a flag mahomes got tackled he was fine it was a form tackle no big deal threw him down it's just they might as well just put fucking flags on these guys and be like look when the quarterback is in the pocket you can just grab the flag but you got to get both of them there'll be something ridiculous like that right like you gotta get both flags and then you know and then they're sacked but don't touch them i mean it's just completely absurd and it's like you know, this shit happens every year, and like we all get worked up pass interference, what's a catch, bad calls. But like this one in particular is ruining the NFL. It's
4: ruining the game because Do you it's think like- some of it is reactionary to what happened to Tua. Uh,
3: yeah. And they said yesterday, though, on the one on Brady, they, they was it uh, Booger? came out, Jerome Booger came out and was like, no, that wasn't taken into account, then own it. If that wasn't taken into account, that was an even worse call. Terrible. I mean, like, I I, I just don't understand. It's just horrendous. (laughs) There's no sort of consistency. I mean, was the problem Chris Jones didn't put the eyeliner on Derek Carr so he could be (laughs) in his 80s rock band? Like, like, come on. I mean, it was stupid. And not only that, what about pass interference? Earlier in the game, Jalen Watson – Great coverage on a mm-hmm. ball under thrown. You should not get the benefit of the doubt if you're Derek Carr for having a noodle arm. That's basically what it was, was Derek Carr didn't get the ball to Devontae Adams. And because Watts was in the right spot but didn't turn around, it's a penalty. Newsflash, that rule no longer exists. You don't have to be positioned on the ball. You don't have to turn your head. Same thing in the second half against Kansas City. All I want is some consistency from the refs. That's should, what really frustrates luck me. Good yeah, that.
0: Teams should just have a play in their playbook. The, the, to draw pass interference, like especially Underthrow down the it. red zone. Just under
3: throw it. And then you yeah, get it, an automatic penalty.
0: Yeah. Just, it just, if you get a step on your guy, just turn around and throw your hands up and I'll throw you the ball and they're going to run into you. Oh, shout out to a new member, uh, Doug. Welcome, Doug. Yeah, I haven't mentioned this. I'm, I'm totally screwing this up. If you like this podcast... Subscribe on YouTube or Apple or wherever you get your podcast. But if you want to become a member and hang out with us on the Discord, and we've got a whole Chiefs community we're building, there's like three levels. Check it out. Link in the description. You can go to arrowheadaddict.com slash memberships. Uh, we're doing some giveaways, all kinds of fun stuff. So welcome, Doug. See you in the Discord, man. Give me a shot. DM me and say hi. Um, we have a couple more uh, Super Chats we got to get to as well. Um, our guy, Kier Hoffman, with a, with a couple of Super Chats. Love the team and love our fight. This is Orlando Brown is such a disappointment to watch at this point. OCs continue to pick on Jalen Watson, good W four and one, and then TPT chiefs football podcast uh, MVS and RB's good job. And now, uh, locks in on Buffalo. Um, Oh man, I like this game nearly gave me a heart attack. You guys, like, I just gotta be honest with you. I I thought I was in the discord and the members only discord. And I literally called it. I said, the Raiders are going to run when they got the ball at the end there. I said, the Raiders are going to run it a few times. They're going to get the midfield and then they're going to throw a 20 yard pass to one more 20 yard pass to Devontae Adams. And they're going to kick the field goal and they're going to win. And when they hit that, that ball, I think it was for 18 yards or 16 yards th- that we thought that ended up not being a catch. I was in there and I was like,
3: fucking told you guys. I, I almost I- drove to your house to fight you. I was so close. If I didn't have any beer, I would have, I would have driven to your house and throw and just throw some hands.
0: I was on the edge, Sterling. I was nervous. I just, just like any other fan in there. The panic was setting in.
4: It was weird. I never thought they were going to lose. What was that quote you shared that Marty Schottenheimer said about the Raiders? I I just kind of felt like they were going to implode. Like it's coming. It's coming. The chiefs. Psychologically, they have their number. And the meltdown is coming. The Chiefs know how to win. The Raiders know how to lose. And in the end, that's what's going to happen. I think that's, you really hit the heart of it there, Adam. Like
0: good teams don't make as many mistakes, right? Like in the end, when it comes down to it, good teams find a way to win. Not always, but they often do. And the Raiders are not a good team. And just you know, as Bill parsell said, you are what your record says you are. For all the talent that they have, you know, things could have gone differently for them. All their games have been close, right? They could easily have a winning record this year, but they don't. And right now, who knows what it'll be at the end of the year? But right now, the Raiders don't know how to win. They don't know how to close games out, and they've they've they you know they're one and four. And the Chiefs have that championship pedigree. They have Patrick Mums. They have Andy Reid, and they're four and one. And the Chiefs could easily you know have two losses right now, but they don't.
3: And yep. And we've said that about the Patriots for years. They, they they would win ugly with Tom Brady and Belichick, and you're sitting here going, well, are they, are they that good? Well, they're finding ways to stockpile wins. You're, the, the goal is to win. You don't have to win pretty. The goal is to win. Same thing with the Chargers. Everyone kept picking them. They don't know how to win. They, they've changed quarterbacks. They've changed head coaches. They've changed cities, and they still find ways to, to lose in close games. At some point, what happens is good coaches Good teams, they win close games. They find ways to win when adversity strikes. If they're not playing well, they will find a way to claw, scratch back, and win that game. That's what we've seen from, from the Patriots back in their their dynasty. That's what we're starting to see from Mahomes, this Mahomes-led Chiefs team. All that matters is that you win. Who cares what the final score is?
0: By the way, uh, speaking of greatness, Travis Kelsey did you guys catch the little tribute to Tony Gonzalez? He did. He uh, on one of his touchdowns. He there's a great picture of it uh, tweeted out by uh, at I am Joe Summers on Twitter. Kelsey went up and jumped up like he was going to dunk it on the goalpost and didn't do it because he didn't want to get flagged because that's a penalty like everything else anymore. Um, but a little little uh, a little homage to uh, to another Chiefs great tight end Tony Gonzalez. There's a great picture of. Of, of Kelsey in the air. Again, a guy on Twitter, you can see it. I am Joe Summers. Um, and he's, he's in the air and he's holding the ball and he's looking up at the goalposts. Like he's going to dunk it. And of course the ref is there and he's looking up and his hands ready to pull out the flag. Like a he hall went, monitor. Oh, get yeah, out he must've been, out so out <laughs> must been so fucking, he must've been like, Oh, I'm going to get him. This one's illegal. I know this move. And then Kelsey just like, you know, he pulls the ball down and lands and then, you know, an old number, number, uh, the back judge number ninety six, gonna gonna be thinking about that one tonight. You know, thinking about what could have been
4: eighty seven, giving some love out to eighty eight. Yeah, right, right. We've been um, pretty lucky with our tight ends. You know, uh, Airhead much-
0: air member Jeremy says uh, Cheffers would Carl Cheffers would have ejected Kelsey for that. <laughs> they would have thrown they would throw him out, throw him out of the game. Oh, we got a new member, uh, tungsten. What's up, tungsten? Uh, appreciate you, man. See you. Uh, you know, there's a, if you, you know, if you're worried about like, you know, it, it does cost money to be a member. There's a 99 cent tier It gets you access to discord. You can't, you're not allowed to post, but you can see and you can enjoy the conversations are going there, but it also gets you a great newsletter that Adam writes it comes out every week for members only. It's absolutely tremendous. It's an opus. It's over a thousand words. Um, and it's just such a good read. If you are new to arrowhead Addict. Adam is one of the co-founders of the site, um, and he hasn't written on the site in a really long time. So I don't know how many of you remember his writing from way back in the day, but it's a real treat. Um, I mean, just really, really top tier writing, uh, and 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 just a great read and funny. And if you're a sports fan, um, it, it's it's worth the ninety nine cents a month just for that. Honestly, it is. Um, I'd pay a lot more for it. So hats off to Adam for that column. Um, no no right. pressure. No, yeah, no pressure. you got to keep delivering now. Um, also shout out
3: k c and o k c. They also joined.
0: Oh, didn't did, oh, great, okay, man, I can't keep up. This has been a great this has been a great night. Um, you guys have been absolutely awesome. All of the super chats, like we we appreciate it so much. and especially to you members who already pay to support this podcast, the fact that you give us super chats at all, I mean, is just I, I can't tell you how, uh, uh, how much it means to us. It really does. And, and, and everybody, uh, you know, just the fact that there's 700 of you watching right now and, and supporting this show. We work really hard at it. We pump out a ton of content all week. We're always thinking about ways to make it better for you. So thank you for your support. And I haven't forgot about you, the audio only listeners. I know you all can't get to YouTube and you download this podcast and you listen to it on Mondays. You guys are amazing. And we appreciate your support there. Our audio numbers are great. And if you want to continue to help us and support us, anybody can go over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Ask us a question. In your review, we'll answer it on the podcast. Guys, you gonna sleep pretty well tonight? Like a baby. Yeah, yeah. Big game Mike. next weekend, man. I mean, it's it. Like, it's, it turns over. It's already Monday, right? So we're, we're, we're into it. It's Bill's week, um, a, a, a rematch of, of the best football game I've ever seen. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to be at that one in person.
4: I was at the ass whipping. Unfortunately, that's oh, the one Steve. I picked. So yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, look, like it's um, it's just one game. It doesn't matter what happens in this game. You know, the Chiefs beat the crap out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one year, and then lost to them in the Super Bowl and got slaughtered. The Bills beat the crap out of the Chiefs last year, and the Chiefs beat them to go to the AFC Championship game. By the way, just real quick before we go, the Bengals are struggling this year, and. Do you guys feel like it seems like teams are doing to the Bengals what they did to the Chiefs last year? And the Bengals are going through that same thing. They're like, we're not letting Jamar Chase be us. We don't care. We don't care. And they're, and they're dropping everybody back. And and Burrow's not getting any of those big plays. He's not getting any of those one-on-one matchups he got last year.
3: Well, I think what happened was the, the Chiefs have gone through that, and you mentioned it, that that period of learning how to adjust. They've had the whole offseason to adjust to the cover two shell, the the two-high shell, right? We're seeing this a lot in the NFL, and if you want to say there is less explosive plays against some teams, I think this is a strategy other teams are employing. only difference is Kansas City's had their chance to to go against this. They've learned and had the entire offseason, and I think that's been the biggest difference.
4: They were also really healthy last year. They had a cupcake schedule, and they just got hot. They just, I'm not going to take anything away from them. They played excellent down the stretch and hit all the big plays, but they're not winning that division. I can tell you that.
0: Yeah. It's, it it doesn't seem like it. I mean, it's a long season and they're, they're certainly in a decent enough position that they could turn things around, but it's going to be how much, like how quickly can they adjust
4: to what the NFL is doing to them? And in Baltimore, my money's on them because they have a better coach. And yeah. a lot of times that, that in a, in a tight matchup that can kind of tilt, tilt the balance. Right. Yeah. Yes, indeed.
0: All right, everybody, it's getting late. So we're going to get out of here. Sterling has got something to say.
3: One more award. Well, I have okay. one more award to give out first time ever on this show. It's the two scoops of ass award. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Two scoops of ass award going to Cheffers for the horrendous refing display. Congratulations. He has now won the first annual, first edition of the Two
4: Scoops of Ass. Can Kansas City get a restraining order on him? Yeah.
2: He doesn't want to come
4: back, man. Hell no. Him (laughs) and Lynn Elliott are like on the black book. You know how they have a black book in in Vegas and it's like Al Capone? In Kansas City, it is Carl Jeffers and Lynn Elliott.
0: Yeah. Stay not welcome in Kansas (laughs) City. Of course, we all mean this with a a grain of salt, not not advocating for any – any violence or anything like that against the officials. They're just doing their jobs. They're just doing a crappy job at doing their jobs sometimes. Um, all right, everybody this week. All right. Uh, tomorrow is already Tuesday. So uh, Sterling and Matt Connor, who, by the way, you need to get over to dot com right now. Matt Connor is over there typing up a storm, uh, covering the fallout from this game. So you need to read arrowhead addict all, all tonight and all day tomorrow. And then Sterling and Connor will be back for the Tuesday show. And then on Wednesday it's Sterling and, and Adam for the Wednesday show, which is a hell of a lot of fun. Make sure you show up for that. Verderam and I will be there on Thursday, so you're getting you're getting four days in a row of the Arrowhead Attic Chiefs podcast. It's going to be lit, and of course we will be back on Sunday. And I think we'll probably do another pregame show for this one because it's such a huge game. Uh, so be on the lookout for that halftime show, and of course Chiefs postgame show, and hopefully it's our fifth victory party of the year all right we're gonna go get some shut eye thank you so much for your support everybody shout out to all of our members shout out to our producer richard appreciate everything you do for us for matt verteram sterling holmes for adam best my name is patrick allen we'll see you tomorrow but until then go chiefs